everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of Feature Creature Flicks, the podcast series where I watch Netflix horror movies and discuss them so you don't have to waste time watching them. Uh, today we are discussing the movie Let Me In. It's the only vampire flick we have covered so far in this series, and I have my good friend Paul joining us again. What's up, Paul? What up, what up? Uh, so we uh we decided to go over let me in which is a remake of the 2008 swedish film called let the right one in have you ever heard of this film paul or did you see this one or did you just kind of just watch this movie i heard of it but i didn't hear about it until uh let me in actually came out so by the time that one already been theaters and i guess that's what kind of circled the news around to me about the original yeah um yeah it the original I had no idea about, but uh, after I saw this movie come out, I heard about it, but I've never seen that original film, so I can't really compare it with the other one. But um, we'll just go right into what this is about. So the plot uh, is basically described as when a 12-year-old uh, Owen befriends neighbor Abby, their bond helps him confront bullies, but he soon suspects his mysterious friend has a dark secret. And it's definitely a dark secret throughout this film. This movie is literally dark and dark in its context. You know, very serious. This whole film, this is probably the most serious movie we've covered so far in this series. Um, There's really not too many jokes that can be made about this film. Uh, It's really dark, yeah. So, one thing I really like about this film is uh, that atmosphere the music really conveys like this creepy tone and then it goes really uh it's got a disney vibe to it at times the music it's like you know i don't know it goes from really happy mystical to really ominous creepy something fucked up's about to happen that's how it feels throughout the film how do you feel about that that soundtrack i gotta get that to myself yeah, uh, the music itself. Uh, I was trying to trying to compare it to maybe some like Guillermo del Toro movies a little bit. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Did he actually do this one? I didn't even look at it. Who? I don't know who did it, but anyway, Guillermo del Toro. The, he's the he's actually the guy oh. that did um, uh, uh, what is it? Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, no, Strain. he didn't do this one, but I could see him doing this. It, 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 it <laughs> does seem yeah, like Pan's Labyrinth for sure. The mix of Disney and horror. That's how I feel like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I kind of got that feel myself. But that's it's it. it's actually directed by Matt Reeves. I don't know if you know who he is, but he actually did uh, some bigger films that have nothing to do with this. Like they have, they're nothing to do like this. He did Cloverfield. He did War of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Like they're oh, nothing really? like this. Yeah. No, but but great movies. Uh, Cloverfield, the original, or which yeah, one did he the original do? Cloverfield, the first one. Yeah, I remember we actually watched that movie together when it came out. Yeah, like ten years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember having no idea what that movie would be about, but it turned yeah, out to be a yeah. good good movie. So, you know, it's kind of a surprise. He's the same guy doing this because it's a smaller scale thing, and it's really creepy and slow moving. Other than uh, you know, instead of having big buildings blowing up and people going to war, that's what this like, yeah. seems like his movie style. Yeah, it's so cool to hear like uh, his directors with like different tastes and different genres of movies being able to execute something like this so well. 
yeah i really did enjoy the movie and uh i mean that kind of it's like uh sam raimi one of our favorites um mm-hmm. he uh he, he tried the spider-man thing a little bit and that was okay but i mean his uh to me and i'm sure for you too <laughs> his horror movies are definitely where it's at <laughs> yes uh you know he has that horror style even in other things he makes so it's kind of yeah he's the only director i can think of that kind of can fit in different things but you still see his style throughout it you still see those evil oh, dead definitely. camera works and effects yeah in other movies very so prominent you don't really see that with this guy i don't know you you see this movie and then you go watch cloverfield or planet of the apes and you'll be like <laughs> what <laughs> this is the same guy like, completely different yeah cloverfield yeah. had the whole like first person shot too so completely different feel all the way around it doesn't matter what angle you're looking at it yeah, and that wasn't really a creepy film. That was more of a action thriller kind of, oh, run from one place to the other because two monsters are battling some Godzilla <laughs> it's shit. Godzilla. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's that's how that film is compared to this. It's kind of crazy he jumped from that to this. Um, Definitely a jump, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so let's discuss the film itself. So how it starts off, it's got a really kind of creepy intro it kind of sets the tone for this whole film right it jumps forward two weeks uh you get like a flash forward of you know old man fucking burning up in an ambulance you don't see his face but they're trying to stabilize him and they got the creepy music going on dude jumps out of a hospital window leaves a sorry letter to this girl abby uh what do you think about that intro Did it kind of attract your attention keep you in- invested in this movie yeah, man, the, the intro, I mean, the same pace kind of stayed throughout the entire movie, but mm-hmm. you start to get a hold of that pace right there at the beginning. Um, and it seems like it's going to be this slow, maybe even possibly boring movie. But then when the, the that first part hits, the guy jumps out the window, it's like, okay, not going to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it keeps the pace going at the same pace throughout this movie. It's not a fast-moving movie, that's for sure. But right. the creepiness, it, it's definitely there throughout the film. It's just really, yes. uh, yeah. So after we get this flash forward in the intro, we go straight to the main character, our protagonist, you could call him. His name's Owen. Uh, he's played by an actor I don't really know about. You know, I haven't seen the guy in a lot of other things, but he's actually, he actually plays, um, what's that teleporting guy in X-Men? Oh. I can't think of his name. I don't know. Night something. What is You're talking it? about the kid, the main character? Yes, the main character. He plays that teleporting guy in X-Men <laughs> right now. Uh-huh. That's what he, I, I had no idea. Uh, Nightcrawler. Keen on the Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, okay. Yeah, he plays Nightcrawler in that X-Men Apocalypse, if you've ever seen that. That yeah, latest yeah, X Men movie. It's not a very good movie, so <laughs> I don't blame yeah. you. You don't see it, but he's in it. Like that's the only other movie I've seen this kid in that I can think of. Uh, he's a pretty good actor in this role. He plays. He does a good job playing a creepy, lonely kid. You know, um, absolutely. Very creepy. Yeah, but it's relatable. <laughs> um, how he's being. We see him throughout this film going to school and getting bullied. He has no friends, no real social interaction other than these kids coming up to him and calling him a little girl and really doing some psychological tolls on him, obviously, making him, you know, they they really demean him. It's like 
another level of demeaning. It's not just little kids playing with each other. It's like this kid, these kids are coming up to him, calling him a little girl, making him say he's a little girl, threatening him. You know, it's it's intense. You know. Yeah, you can tell like the leader of the bullies. I'm not sure if I ever got his name, but it's almost like he's just living to bully this kid and make his life just absolutely <laughs> torment. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah. Um, I would say I've seen plenty of this in my own high school experience and before. You know, bullying is a very real thing, so it's kind of a good uh, good topic to have a horror movie over. Usually, people choose to have the bullied kid become the serial killer or some crazy shit, but this is different. This is kind of this kid's our main character dealing with this shit on a daily basis. He's not like the like a bad kid by any means. It's just he's kind of being forced. Uh, to deal with these situations on a daily basis in school and he has a mother that doesn't really pay attention to him and divorcing his father, all this stuff. So we see how this kid could have issues and he could probably get into some bad shit, right? Absolutely. And uh, then he uh, um, eventually sees his neighbor moving in, Abby. So Abby is this little girl. We saw the note from that the old man died in the beginning he he wrote a note to her saying sorry so we finally see this girl uh she's uh played by chloe moretz i think that's how you say her name and this girl's been in a lot of movies lately like i'm sure right when you hear her name you already know super bad that's the first thing i think of you know she was she was that badass little girl like killing everyone you know so she has uh experience being uh in a gory r-rated film so that kind of helps her acting uh and her father played in the film is actually the guy from Step Brothers. I don't know if you notice that. Yeah, he's the dad. Yeah, Richard <laughs> Jenkins. He's in a lot of movies, but uh oh, yeah. he does an amazing job in this film. But um yeah, I just kind of want to mention those are two of our biggest actors in the film that anyone would probably notice. So, yeah, so we see her, uh, she's walking around barefoot. That was kind of a, a creepy aspect. It's snowing and she's always barefoot. So little kid notices this right away. But um, yeah, so they meet eventually when, you know, Owen's Owen goes home after school every night and he kind of sits alone in this yard. No one's out there playing. It's just him sitting out there. And she eventually comes up to him, approaches him. And then, uh, you know, they talk a little bit, and then she says they can't be friends. And then he's just like, what makes you think I want to be your friend anyway, you know? <laughs> like, he takes it personally. I thought that was kind of funny, actually. So there are some <laughs> little things you can laugh at in this film that aren't meant to be laughed at, but, you know. Uh, it really takes itself really seriously, this film. It's not a joke at all. It's got a serious, straight tone throughout the film. Um, yeah there are other than that though after they meet you know we start seeing more of Abby becoming this creature killing people here and there and the father is actually a killer in his own right Uh, I don't want to reveal too much but you know we'll go into kind of the first half of this film what really happens right so the father is going out and killing people so that she can eat you know, she's a little girl. She can't go out all the time and eat people, right? It's not going to last very long that way. So 
Uh, you know, we have this guy going out and hiding in people's cars. It's so we got it. We got a, a mix of a vampire movie and a serial killer movie. What do you think about that, Paul? It definitely put its own twist on it, and that made me appreciate it more. Uh, I, I've never been huge on vampire movies, especially in this way. Um, that realism that we talked about last time, uh, whenever uh, we were discussing on the last podcast, like I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and to me, the reason why is because it's the realism. It yeah. catches your attention, it holds on, it throws you personally into the fire, and makes you think about what it would be like if it was happening in real life, and that to me just makes it that much cooler. The serial killer part, holy crap, yes. That dude looks creepy with that plastic bag over his head, the eyes cut out. Oh that thing God. pops out behind you when you're driving your car or sitting, waiting for a train to pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be pretty scared. I'd be pretty terrified of that. <laughs> yeah, he's not even physically imposing. He's just kind of like there at that right time to where you would easily probably get killed. Like if anyone's yeah. just hiding in your car while you're driving – or you're sitting there smoking a cigarette at the gas station and they just jump up on you. Like, how do you expect that? You, you're not going to go into fighting mode. Like, the guy has a trash bag over his head. I mean, <laughs> that shit is creepy as hell. It's so simple, but it's so effective how they do these scenes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, we have this balance between this guy killing people and then her being a vampire and then Owen going to school and getting bullied. That's kind of throughout the film we get these three kind of things going on, these three separate storylines in a way that all come together. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like an overview of what this film is like. Very creepy, very serious. Got these three different storylines coming together. Uh, not going to really tell you what happens to all these people but there are a lot of notable scenes so when i think of the gore the amount of gore in this film it is pretty freaking gory uh unsettling at times you know we got people getting their throats bitten out uh we got blood everywhere little kids dying here and there uh anyone's just up for grabs to kill you really have no idea who's gonna die next what do you think about the gore paul any like notable scenes that stood out to you Oh man! Uh, so, uh, of course, the scene where uh, nurse kind of just nonchalant walks into the the hospital room, and I want to go into details about who it's happening to, but just doesn't really notice that the the, the chick's just you know sitting in the hospital bed, kind of gnawing on her own arm. Oh god! And yeah. uh, then she opens the blinds, and she just blazes like just bursts into the flames like out of nowhere. And it ends up catching on the nurse, and the nurse is just sitting there like flannel around, doesn't know what to do either. I can't blame her. I wouldn't know what I would do if my, you know, patient just burst into flames. Like yeah, non, you just non-stop. go on fire and fall over. Yeah, <laughs> that's like all. You and can it's do. not just yeah, it is not just these little like flames, like you know, like you know, you see in other vampire movies where they start getting singed and their skin starts, you know, getting uh, turning black and and on fire. This chick is burning like yeah. it's like somebody it's a doused bonfire. her in some like just a TNT just went off and it's starting to calm down. I don't know. That was nuts. That was, <laughs> that was intense. super intense. That literally that's and actually the one I was going to mention as well. <laughs> <laughs> Such an iconic scene. I, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's also if I had to say another one, um, kind of kind of a scene you don't really I didn't expect. Um, uh, and it's one of the you know s- serial killer scenes. Um, 
he's he's in the car and uh stuff just goes kind of awry and he slams the car and brakes it flips and starts rolling down and he has to protect his identity oh yeah uh, and he douses acid all over his face and just starts the torment all over him. he just this dude just got in a serious car wreck he's probably mingled up from that and oh, he's like, God, well, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I got to pour some acid on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty intensity, too. <laughs> it's not something you'd think was happening, but I'm pretty sure he was using that acid to dissolve bodies before. And then he kind of kept it on hand just in case to destroy his identity. I mean, that is some brutal shit. Like, yeah, using the old uh, Walter White approach. <laughs> yes, that is pretty metal. Um, I will say that. You know, the dude... Yeah, getting caught pouring acid <laughs> on your face. Like, okay, I got to hide my identity in the most gruesome way. But, um, yeah, that uh, that scene was another notable part I was going to mention as well. Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought the camera angle while he's flipping in the car was fucking awesome. Like, it puts oh, you in yeah. the car with him out of nowhere. And Definitely. maybe it was a budget thing, so you didn't have – so they couldn't show a car flipping. But it still – it still looked freaky, you know? I mean, you're actually nervous for the serial killer, in a way, in this part, you know? Yeah. I don't know. He's like, all those guys are running towards him, and they're about to fucking kick his ass, and then he just pours acid on his face, and they're confused. They're, yeah, yeah. Like, they, there's they, nothing they didn't you can know do there, like, call the police. <laughs> I mean, call the You ambulance. stole my car. I'm going to kick your... Oh, oh wait, man. never mind. That guy's messed up. He's kicking enough, his own ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. So this movie's full of gore, bloody scenes you can expect from a real vampire film. This is no Twilight bullshit. We don't have sparkles, sprinkles, and, uh, you know, little kisses and stuff like that. Um, we There are some cheesy moments, though, I'll say. Not really particularly cheesy, but... I'll say effects-wise, I could definitely tell when CGI was used, when we show the girl getting all athletic and turning into the monster. It's just she gets really skinny and moves around really unrealistically. Those are the parts that I thought were kind of uh, took me out of the the world, you know, kind of I was really invested in the film, but then I see, you know, when she's going to kill someone, she's doing like backflips and flipping off the walls and shit, and you know it's definitely not that actor doing it. So that was the only part I'd say was kind of off for me is when she's climbing trees and it's all CGI. But obviously you can't do that stuff without having a really good stunt double that knows crazy, uh, you know, gravity defying stunts. Uh, and instead you need CGI for that kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't blame him for that, but that's probably the only part I didn't particularly enjoy was the CGI, you know? I'd say so myself. It's uh, for the most part, I think they did did a good job on it, and it yeah. was uh, you know, it just almost seemed like it was a little rushed and just blatantly obvious. Um, uh, you're not you're not gonna have that person, you know. I, I don't know if it's just the motion and the way that yeah, it's definitely the motion. The yeah, way, the way that the character starts to move is just not humanly, you know. Yeah, and not you know that makes sense. It's not realistic. She's a vampire, right? It's not supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Unless- too humanly but at the same time it's like i don't you so the effects where you see her face and her eyes changed those are really effective right blood on her face eyes change 
that's that wasn't CGI at all. It was practical effects. But then yes, when we have are. her jumping around and doing backflips over people and stuff, that shit's kind of <laughs> little over overdone in a way. I mean, but it's expected yeah. from a new horror film these days, right? This came out 2010. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of expected. Uh, but other than that, we have really good effects throughout this film. The camera works great. The soundtrack, the scoring, it's perfect. The acting is on point. I don't see any actors I could say, wow, that was a shitty job they did, you know? Throughout the film, you're kind of... You feel like you're really in this kid's world, you know? His creepy, lonely world. <laughs> Definitely. But, um, yeah, so... From an overview of this film, the weird, unique things are it's like a great balance between a Disney-like child relationship between Abby and Owen and a freaky horror movie where there's these adult elements of gore, you know, there's you get to see boobs at one part even, you know, there's there's all <laughs> sorts of R-rated goodness in here that makes it a crazy horror movie, but at the same time we have this childlike innocence, right? This, uh... Yep. Yeah, we have these two kids kind of getting into a friendship and then kind of starting to love each other in a way. But then we have all these really fucked up things going on around it. So it's a unique horror movie in that aspect. Um, One thing I will yeah. say about uh, Owen, uh, he uh, you see at the beginning of the movie, you get a catch that this kid's just, uh, he's kind of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He's got a knife in his mouth at one point whenever he first sees the dad and the dad sees Tim right before he's about to take off and do some serial killing. Yeah. And they just look at each other. They don't, they don't really say hi. Um, I think Owen might wave or something, but the kid's got a knife in his mouth and the, the adult, you know, guy who you don't normally say, Hey kid, you might not want to put that knife in your mouth or, Hey, where's your mom? Does she know you have a knife in your mouth? This guy's just happen. like, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to go kill someone. Yeah. Just fuck off. <laughs> and, and Owen, you know, other than that, I, he's got the knife. I think it was before and after he's practicing in a mirror, stabbing a girl saying, Hey little girl. And yeah. Practice stabbing a tree like he's so you get you get the vibe that this kid's he's kind of a weirdo. Something's off. Yeah. Something's <laughs> off. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he keeps helping Abby in a way. Um I wouldn't say he necessarily helps her because she doesn't need anybody's help. I mean, I guess the dad does make it easier by going out and and killing him, but Whenever he's not able to do that, she has no problem. She she goes out and kills him. I think he does it more of a, a you know, as a fatherly love aspect. Like your parents are kind of always going to be there for you, and this yeah. is his life now. And I I think he just he goes out and and helps her. But man, whenever she got a chance to actually do it herself, nothing was holding her back. So I think Owen was more like he needed her in his life too, kind of a thing. And since he was that weird kid already, I, I don't think he really had too much of a problem taking up that job. Yeah, they're both, the film kind of captures what loneliness is like and how you need yeah. someone else for emotional support. Overall, I'll give this movie out of 10. I definitely give it a 9 out of 10. There's nothing I can really complain about. It's probably, I'll have to see the original to make a real comparison. But from just watching this movie alone, wow, it's... It's good for a vampire movie if you want something unique and different. What would you rate this, Paul? 
I'd probably say about an eight, eight and a half, maybe. I mean, I absolutely loved the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was almost too slow, and mm. I hate, I hate to give it, you know, any points off for that. But just because it was part of the way that the whole, the vibe of the the entire movie played across of its originality. But I yeah. just feel like either, either the story could have gone a little bit deeper, or it could have had, you know, just a little bit more of an awe effect to it. Um, mm. But I, other than that, man, absolutely love the movie. I think it, they did a very, very good job on everything, especially because it was a remake. They probably didn't have too much control over, you know, a whole lot of the, the you know, absolutely mind-blowing aspect of, of the original storyline. So from taking somebody else's uh, work and, and making it your own, I think they, uh, they did a very, very good job of making it realistic and, and grabbing the audience's attention. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, the original is a Swedish film, so translating this, turning it into an American film and making it work, definitely a great job on that part. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of thought and effort definitely had to go into that. Yeah, you can tell they didn't just rush this film. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend this to any type of horror fan. If you just want to see uh, kind of a vampire film or just kind of a unique horror film in general and you have, like, about two hours to kill no rush or anything then you can definitely check this film out and enjoy it so i'd recommend this to someone else for sure what do you think do you would you recommend this to someone oh no doubt man um yeah it's and to me like i'm not a huge vampire movie fan i don't know if i said that earlier or not but like this one definitely man it, it's got its its own feel to it the serial killer aspect i'm the, i'm not even a huge slasher fan but that serial killing vibe kind of gives that that vibe away um, yeah. to anybody looking for it. So, absolutely, man. This is a must see if you're a horror movie fan. Awesome. Well, that being said, uh, this was another episode of Feature Creature Flicks. Check out um, Let Me In if you guys want to see it. Uh, or check out the original Let the Right One In, I believe that was called, right? Let the Right One In. Yeah. Yeah. So, check out either of those and you might enjoy them. Um, but yeah, that being said, that was another episode of Feature Creature Flicks. We'd enjoy talking to you guys, and thank you for listening.